Hello. Hi. <laughs> Today's visit is in the studio of Paola Tella, who is a Helsinki-based artist who uses different mediums yeah. in her work. But you can tell us a bit more. Yeah. I think I use the med media that uh, kind of media when I I don't know what, what, how I could explain this. It's like I use it what I need it to use. So it depends on the project. It depends on the project very much. And um, but I've been working with uh, painting, sculpture, video, and very different environments and very different contexts also. And I work on my own, but then I work with the groups also. I saw that you have some performances yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, also. Yeah. And then like some live art also. Quite a lot. Quite a lot yeah. to take yeah, in. Yeah, a lot of things. And this is like, oh, I always like to go some new areas also. I think it's because I'm so curious person. So it's like when I see something, I get quite excited. And that's also my problem because I get excited about everything. So it's like, oh. Not enough time. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not enough time in one life. How did you end up at all here, like being an artist? Um, one thing that I remember when I was my very small child, I lived with my grandmother and she said, oh, you should be an artist. And I think maybe I was about five years old or something like that. And I think that's the first like a seed what came to me and it's been growing somehow. but. It's very difficult to explain why, but what I've been interested in always since I was child, drawing, thinking, doing things, and theater, literature, dance, everything, all kind of, but always connected to art. All the things I'm really interested in is connected to art. Do you have other artists in your family? or No, I, my background is very working class and uh, my mother really didn't understand about my interest of these arts and she always said you have to go to this um, you have to get a proper job or to be a nurse or something and my father wanted me to be a, get to engineering my grandmother wanted me to go to administration okay because that's a secure yeah. secure yeah. job <laughs> yeah something like that yeah i understand this really somehow very well but yeah it's difficult but there was your grandmother who was yeah somehow she supporting died when, you. Yeah, she died when I was nine years old. So, but there was something she put into me. This thought is like it, that is possible. But <clears throat> I went to study actually. I'm a dressmaker. When I was eighteen, I was qualified dressmaker. But I moved away from home when I was fifteen or sixteen years old. So that's pretty early. Yeah. And then you studied sculpture afterwards. Yeah. How does that happen, this transition from clothes to sculpture? Oh, it's a long transition, actually. <coughs> when I was uh, doing this uh, dressmaking, I was working actually in a factory for a couple of years, but then my hands got so sore and bad, and I quit that. But I was at the same time, I was studying in an evening school, and they did graphics and some paintings in that school. I went there after work, like maybe two or three days during the week. And that was kind of kick. But if I never thought I could be an artist. I always dreamt about it being an artist, but somehow I was living in a small city and there was nothing. 
it wasn't an option to be an artist somehow. And then how did you go for the sculpture? Yeah, that's a question. Then I went to <laughs> this long story. Then I, when I was in this evening school, I applied to Lahti. Uh, it was the fine Institute of Fine Arts. And then I got there. I was there for, for four years. And then I was um, working as an artist after that couple of years. And <clears throat> in some point of my work got that direction that uh, it was uh, more three-dimensional. And I never done that kind of thing. And it was always uh, so much problems, how I solve this, how I do this. And this, it took so long time. And then I thought I want to study this sculpture because I want to get the techniques or some techniques. Of course, it's so wide area. You don't get the mm. all the techniques, but, but something. I mean, there is, I guess, mm. this way of thinking in, in volume, yeah. in the space. Yeah. But I've always been thinking, even when I was painting, I was thinking about the space also. I'm still thinking about the space. So We are all in the space. Yeah, so. we are in the space. <laughs> you can't get rid of it here. So. Mm. And you said you were from, like, you were, you were studying in Lahti and then you moved to Helsinki, or did you go no. somewhere else? No. Uh, when I was studying in Lahti, I went to Norway. I lived in north of Norway, in Lofoten, for three years. And uh, then I moved to Lappeenranta. And then I went to Indonesia and studied there a little bit. And after that, I moved to Helsinki. And then I moved to Lappeenranta again. And then I studied. Then I came to Helsinki. <laughs> but there's been some other places also where I've been living. So I've been moving a, a lot. Somehow Indonesia stuck in my head like, okay, okay this yeah. is a little different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what wind brought you there? Oh, it was like, uh, <coughs> I wanted to go to residence, to get a residence somewhere. And uh, then I just was checking up the places where I could go. And then somehow I says, okay, this Indonesia and there was this gallery. And I wrote them, and then they invited us to have an exhibition there. And uh, we just went there. And it was like a few months in the beginning, first time. And then I met so nice people and got to know people in Jakarta, Institute Indonesia, Institute Seni Indonesia, actually, is the right name. And I thought, okay, this is a great place, and people are so nice, I want to apply here. And when I came back to Finland, there were four days, to four days time to apply the grant. And I managed to do it in that time, and then I went back to back there, so. Oh, that's good, good timing. <laughs> yeah, timing was great somehow, yeah. Then I thought, maybe I have to be there, or meant to be there. So. How do you think that Indonesia uh, affected you somehow in the, in the work that you do, or did it? It has affected me definitely, but maybe go a bit further back. Um, what I went to Tanzania when I was studying in Lahti. Okay. So that was the thing. Uh, that was a place actually which affected me a lot because the light was so different. And I actually first time I understand something about light, and I started seeing the light differently. Because it's the light was so bright, it was like burning everything. And when I sent, I was doing painting there. We went actually to dance school there, but 
it's a long story. I won't go into that. <laughs> so, but <coughs> I sent the paintings to Finland, and when I opened the paintings, it was like, wow, what has happened? Because this, I have painted them in this very, very bright, different light, and they looked so different here. <laughs> so. Yeah, here generally people don't take color yeah. that much into account, apart from yeah. Marimeko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Things are a bit more toned down. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. So, yeah, but Indonesia also have affected me a lot. Mm. Did it somehow affect the, the themes you were working on or no. was it more the No, the themes actually the came later on. What themes are you? It's difficult to say because it's like when you're curious and uh, when you do different things, it's uh, it's not one way of it's not one way of doing. It's not one way of thinking mm -hmm. when you work. It's, it can be very various ways of doing things. Sometimes it's like uh, it's about vision, or sometimes it's some embodiment where you start, or something uh, something you hear, or something you think, or something you read, or mm. or the music how it affects you. It's so many things. It's like it's difficult to say. So would you say that your work is more expressive than conceptual? It's conceptual also, somehow, mm -hmm. some of the works, but not all. It's kind of processes I work, and when I have done some work, it's, I quite often I forget that. If somebody asks me what you've been thinking about when you were doing this, as well, I don't really remember anymore because it's like a process, but it's always connected to my life. And what I'm going through at the moment, and yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> not very clear. I'm sorry about not it. Not yet. <laughs> well, maybe we go back to that and yeah. clarify it later. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Uh, what are you working on at the moment? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm still doing this painting, ink paintings, mixed with the watercolors, and also I start. Oh, I have started thinking about one thing. We are going to do with this Piraka Kerho group, the one um, public work in school. It's going to be two days performance, a couple of hours each day. So I'm working on that. I'm thinking of that quite a lot. The choreography and the uh, movement and uh, also the clothing, all the clothes, what we're going to make and what we're going to use with the materials and things like that, and how it's going to work in the space. And do you do for a performance? Would do you do some sort of a sketch before that, or is everything in your head and, mm, and in the, in, the for in some cases, mm. I do sketch. But sometimes it, it can be if you improvise, then it's improvise. Mm, yeah. But sometimes you do sketch and uh, you think what you do before and uh, there is kind of plan and maybe the choreography also because it helps you in a situation also yeah and of course if you are a group mm. you are yeah probably practicing beforehand mm. with the group a yeah bit. but this group we not with some groups we are practicing but this group is always yeah now we're going to be practice a bit but it's often like uh, i also like it because it's a um, when we go somewhere, we have decided to do something and then it's totally chaos. Everybody does totally different things, what they said, and it's, I quite like this uh, absurd 
things and anything can happen and this kind of disorder and but there is always connection between us mm. but it's like a, yeah things are happening nice moment. surprise yeah you, yeah you never know what is going to happen and you have to react to that and but it's a really relaxed thing to do also because it's like you never can go wrong everything is possible so mm. and yeah. yeah that's that's a good way to put it no, no when you have to improvise that yeah there is no right or wrong way to do yeah. it but that's that piirakka kerho and then it's this live art group i've been working is this uh, other spaces group and we did this bring this uh, enlightenment machine enlightenment machine yeah Sounds so project and we're going to carry on that but that is a different sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. No, no but it's like something is then we, when we, then we practice and for quite a lot. What is the enlightenment machine? It's a live art performance. <laughs> uh, we go into questions, what is enlightenment and try to understand that. Where do you perform that one? Mm, we performed that one in uh, Merimelojen Maja in Helsinki. I do not know. No, not many know. If you do this uh, <laughs> I mean, kayaking, I, then you know. But oh, kayaking, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, but this ni- it was a nice place. So so you do kayaking as well? Little, or Very little bit. I'm not very good at it. I'm a beginner. I have a friend who is into sailing and recently she went to some kayaking course as well. Yeah, it's nice. She said it's exhausting. It is. <laughs> it's quite heavy, especially if you don't have good kayak, so... Oh, and, and then you flip and you have to come back on on the on top. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that yet. <laughs> I think she okay. went to a special course just okay. to learn that. Yeah. How to they get ha- back on. Yeah, they have special courses, yeah for that. So you said at the moment you are also doing some paintings? Yeah, kind of, it's kind of serious because I don't want to name it or like give the, each painting the name or something. I think it's the same thing what I do. Uh, it's about nature and uh, space and meditation and uh, blending into things and blending into nature. But the whole series is called One with Nothing. The holes in the structures of existence. I work with the ink first and then I carry on with some watercolor. It's something I I walk in the nature and kind of chew in. Of course, I look, feel, sense the air, sense the moisture, wind, everything what you can sense and uh, maybe here and then when I come to studio I just try to get into that motion and feeling mm. and Have you tried to, to do it plein air like outside? I don't want to no? because I no I don't want to do it because I want to I think it's like you're meditating the landscape meditating I wanted to go first through you and then yeah and I want to like uh, get involved I want to get in mm-hmm. to the landscape to be the uh, kind of 
to be the same with the landscape somehow. Okay. And part of the part of the landscape. And what is and after that there is a emotion or there is some kind of sensation in my body and that's what I try to paint. It would be interesting to see your work. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have some exhibition? I saw that you you just had an exhibition. Yeah, we had. I had. I was uh, taking part of this exhibition in Mänttä, called Mänttän äärellä. This was this Christer Krohn's, uh, I said, final work from this Praxis program, and it was in these um, empty flats which are on sale. Sale. So. Oh. It was a nice concept, I liked it very much, so, but yeah, they were about, yeah, some paintings, anyway. Exhibitions in flats is a, is a, is a very interesting thing. I remember mm. some years ago there was in, in Helsinki, there was the, this Olohuone Näytelö, yeah. which sounds like something similar, but not yeah. entirely, but yeah. Yeah, there were some political issues on that also, why he did it there, but maybe I can't go into that because it's his work and he will explain it. There's going to be, I think, he's going to make some books about it also. So, yeah, but that's, that is the exhibition where I exhibited those mm. paintings. So, do you have some upcoming events or are you more focused on the work now? Mm, both. There is this uh, performance coming to Pori in this school somewhere. I don't remember the name of the school in a few months time. I'm doing that, but also I want to focus the work. But we have an exhibition at the moment in Porikinal Galleria with some... Until when is it? I think, was it 19th? Next week. Ah, oh, well, yeah. it's going to be over by the yeah. time <laughs> this gets yeah. released. Yeah, it's called Suhde, it's relation, and there are four of us, so... But I have this sound piece there and some photos. Mm. So. so we are adding sound to the large palette of your mediums as well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm very unsure about this sound work because it's the first time I did it. So it's like, oh shit, this must be awful. Oh, I feel a bit embarrassed, but <laughs> I still did it. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's the first work doesn't mean that it's bad. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But you always get this feeling because it's something so mm. new, and you are so what I'm doing. I don't know anything about this, and yeah, yeah. And it's it's not easy work. Work somehow to do this sound is is quite complicated. Even I was just talking, so. Well, I guess you have to choose what you talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's carefully. okay. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the sound and mixing, so mixing sound and all these kind of things. Mm. Yeah, I really understood that. Yeah, it is really professionals. There's a reason there. Are yeah, people who say yeah. they're sound artists. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the other thing. But no, then it's maybe one year time. There is other exhibition, bigger exhibition coming. Mm. In Imatra Art Museum, so I'm working for that. And it's Imatra Museum? Yeah, Imatra Art Museum. Okay. So it's a small museum in the countryside. But it's nice. It's my hometown actually, so it's nice to go and exhibit there. Do you have specific ways of 
how you get into the work? Or does it also depend on the project? It depends very much on the project also. But with painting, it's like I sit and be quiet for some time and look maybe and feel and then I start doing when I'm ready. Oh. It's quite, um, yeah, but silent work somehow. Focus first and yeah, focus and take time to just, I don't rush into it, but it's kind of, it needs to settle down. But I think with all of, all of the work, it's like I need to settle down somehow, but there are different ways. And when you work with the group, then it's totally different. And that, that for yeah. sure, yeah. And there's so much talking involved and practicing and rehearsing and things like that, so. Do you usually work on these larger formats or? Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm difficult. <laughs> everything depends so much on everything. But I do small works, but the studio is so small. I would like to do more bigger works, but it's like I can only work with one big one at a mm. time because it's like you have to move things around and get a space because I do I work on the floor so it's uh -huh. only one piece okay. and you when I made the paper this like I can just manage to put one piece on the floor and that's it yeah so it's because you have to be able to move around how do you sustain your work your practice. Do you have? Are you a full-time artist, or sorry? Are you a full-time artist, or do you yes. do other things as well? No, now I'm kind of full-time artist, but I teach a little bit of yoga. So, but not much. But uh, I'm I'm very happy because I've got a grant at the moment. But uh, I've been working in very many different places. I've been working with the the latest works I've been doing is like been working with the prison. Uh, Sörnäst and Vankila in this prison with the... Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, then some uh, immigrants uh, doing all ref mainly refugees and uh, all kind of things, cleaning, whatever comes to. Yeah. Because you need the money. Definitely. I've been doing maybe 50, 60 different types of works and some year I have 12, like 12 different employers. And I was Goodness. doing doing maybe even I think maybe three four different works for one employer. So it's like uh, it's been really hectic and mixed and been difficult to find the time to do the mm. art. But yeah, yeah. Especially if you have like a full time work, I guess. I never had a full time. Oh, I have had full time, but it's long time ago. But I, it's been like doing some hours there and some hours here and yeah. Yeah, maybe I mean more full-time in the sense that the work takes full-time yeah, yeah, <laughs> hours okay. of the day yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult then. There are several studios here. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that you are a community of people? I think people are more working on their own thing and uh, you don't know, visit people's studios or anything like that. I've been to somebody's studios, but not many people's studios, so... But uh, because the house where we live is next to this house, so we meet quite often and we do things together and we have these parties sometimes, but you see people 
a lot. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's this art, artist's uh, apartment block. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So, and it's good somehow because it's, uh, you've got this privacy, but when you need something, or you need help, or maybe you need some tools, or you can always go and ask. Oh, but that's that's yeah. pretty nice. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of special. Is that something that's important to you, or or can you just do, on, if you if you would have been in another normal apartment block by yourself and not your own studio? Do you need those people around? No, I don't need need <laughs> need definitely. But I normally get to know my neighbors somehow because it's nice to get to know mm. people who live next to door next door to you. So. Yeah, but it's not that important, but it's nice, because it's nice. I like it somehow, because it's also this privacy, which is important, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have your own space, but you can, yeah. you can be yeah. together as well. Do you involve your friends or family somehow in the art otherwise? Sorry? Do you involve your close people in, in your work, in other ways? Mm, I try to think. My family, not so much. Uh, Mm, and maybe friends, yes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. But I've been like, uh, I've been doing this uh, photo series called Holy Water. It's like uh, pissing ladies in a landscape, and they do it in um, when they're standing, because it's the male way of doing thing. So then I involved people. I asked people, would you would you enjoy? To this work, and uh, we go to the nature, and we spend there some hours, and, and then I take some, some photos. So are they then the I involved, but then it's like they're not my family or my. They can be my friends, but not particularly. Has to be my friends. Well, there has to be some sort of a trust, at least. Yes. So that you. Yeah. Hello, can I take a photo while the piece? Yes, nature? I know, yeah, they, yeah that's true, yeah. <laughs> but the, the people I have asked, I have, uh, many of them have, there are some dancers and there are some actors and uh, I've been working with those people mm. and then mm. I, there is a kind of trust already, so it's easy to, mm. to do that thing with them. But there's, then there's been also people I haven't, or I hadn't met before, so it was, I, then we met and then we talk and I explained what I'm doing and then we did it. So, and they can decide if it's, do you trust me or what you think about this process? But most of the people I have asked uh, have said yes. Like maybe one said no or two actually. How, you have how many do you have in that series? I have about 14. Um, yeah, I like to involve people also because then it's also you learn so much and it's a nice learning process for yourself. And then I also did this meditation series when I asked people to come and meditate at my home. And then I photoed them. It was like a one photo before they started and then I took pictures when they meditate and then after when they came out of the meditation, so... Were they too different, the pictures, or were they similar? Definitely there is a uh, different difference and big change when you start and when you do and when, uh, when you are in a meditation and after meditation because it's like uh, 
what you call it, is like a liminal space somehow. You're not really mm. here, but you loop it some. It's like it's interesting, yeah. So I did notice when I was checking your work in a website mm. that you work a lot with the body. Yeah, that is a good uh, actually what you said because it's the embodiment is the something mm. you could describe somehow my work is becomes from that it starts from that somehow so there is a common there thing. is some <laughs> some team actually yeah <laughs> something <laughs> i just try to go around it but yeah but mm. there is that is something yeah was that always around your work or did, did you somehow at some point go into that i try to think about this um, it's difficult uh, Somehow, maybe, but uh, I actually didn't realize that before. I think it has been there in kind of like a hidden way. Unconscious. Mm, yeah, unconscious also, yeah. Somehow, yeah. And then it started getting more clear. But it's also because it's by, I've been practicing, I've been practicing meditation and yoga and other things so it's like uh, everything affects everything so mm. Mm, so it's like a process all the time this and this way is like yeah yeah blending blending very much yeah have you ever been in some sort of a creative blockage when you yes of course <laughs> of course <laughs> Yeah. It's not of course, some people say they haven't been. Okay, yeah, of course I have been. It's like, uh, yeah, it comes and it goes, but yeah, it's horrible when you feel like it's nothing. But How do you deal with it then? Do you have some ways to get out of it? Mm. When it comes to this uh, embodiment, then it's not a problem. Then I don't have that kind of uh, feeling. I have this block, or but when it comes to like a more like a painting or drawing or doing installation, or then it can come. And it's well, I try to think how I deal with it. I uh, I deal with it. Maybe I read a book, watch a good film, or do something else. I often read when I get this feeling, but then I get also like, oh shit, I can't do this because I have to do more or something. And then I just start from something, somewhere. But I think it's, a, well, very, it's very much about like this uh, coming down and just like settling. Okay, I'm here, what I do, what I want to do. And just mm. also very much this uh, embodiment experience, uh, how I'm in my body and okay. What I really want to do, is it important? And of course, I very much uh, think about this. Is it important what I do? Is it useless? This is always this question. It's all this important for who? Useless for who? Yeah, yeah. For me, for other people, could I be? Could I use my time to do some better? But yeah. But this is something like. Uh, it's a big fight sometimes, and then I get this block. But when when start, yeah, difficult. Ah, uh, I don't know how I deal with it. 
sometimes I deal with with it better way and sometimes it doesn't go so well. So it can be sometimes like a long time. It's like the work doesn't go and well and but if you just do something and relax and maybe do different things, it's, it starts going. Okay, let's move to the studio part. Okay. I mean, you say your studio is too small. Yeah. <laughs> how, 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 how much small is it? How many square meters? This is 28. 28? Yeah. But it's pretty high as well. I mean, a lot yeah. of those square meters are above yeah, us. Yeah, it's about four and a half meters, I think. And it doesn't you can look easily, so small. You can easily have a second floor here. <laughs> yeah, I could, but I don't want to lose the space. <laughs> because it's like, wow, is this air in above your head and it's like, yeah, it's so nice. I actually went to see some other studio and I said, no, I can't because this is so nice. It does feel I, nice to have space. It's yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. Have you always had a studio? Nope. I haven't had always a studio. Uh, when I, my daughter was born, 98 I had I didn't have a studio then and uh, then I had it for a couple of years after that but I didn't have time to go there so it was many years I didn't have a studio even uh, I think my I was I tried to think how long maybe 15 years I was without studio oh mm. and that's why I went to this live art and performance because I didn't, I couldn't afford to have a studio. Mm. And also I was a single mother, so it's like a way you get the time to go to studio and... Uh, Another level of difficulty. Mm, yes, yeah, so it's like I did, I managed to do different things. But I was doing art all the time, but maybe different way. And mm. in a kitchen table also. But I made also sculptures in my toilet, so... Wherever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's possible, but it's not easy. Of course, it's lovely to have a studio. Yeah. Have you shared a studio with other people? Yes, sometimes, yeah. Do you prefer to share or to be by yourself? I like this privacy, yeah. yeah. Because it's like I don't feel comfortable when people are looking at the work uh, is uh, unfinished or and I think the space is so intimate is most intimate space is more more intimate than your home so you you spent probably the same amount of time but mm. actually your awake time yeah in the studio yeah yeah and it's so private so private so it's like yeah thank you for letting me in yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been in this one? Uh, from since 2015. Oh, that's still yeah. quite a long time. Yeah, it's quite a long time. And uh, what would you say is the most important thing in the studio for you? What's the best about it? Silence, privacy, light. It is very bright. I don't know if it's going to show in the video, but yeah, the window is giant yeah, and yeah. it's super sunny outside. Yeah. Yeah. It can be problematic also because it's so much light sometimes, but... Well, you have a good shade, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it helps. 
Yeah. You also have a green thumb. There are so many plants here. Yeah, <laughs> it just got a bit out of hand. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's almost all of them are the same type of plant. Yeah. Now that I pay attention. Yeah, it's this rahapu. I don't know. Money tree. Money tree. Yeah. I think also in English it's called money tree. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. How did that happen? There were only maybe one of those when I moved to this studio. And then he started making small babies. And I just planted them. I just noticed likes the light so much here. And they enjoy being here, so I said, why not? But I've been giving them away also, so. It's a flourishing. Yeah. And also you have, outside of the studio, you have uh, like a small garden patch. Yeah. With and yeah, and in some other places also. Oh, you have the... Around, around this area, yeah. Around the, the house. The city gardening thing. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Wow. It's nice. Growing a little bit of something. Roots and... Do you manage to get enough food for you, for at least during the summer? During the summer, quite a lot. I don't have to buy so much and it's so nice because the taste is so good. It's totally different and you buy it in the shops, so... Yeah, it, it yeah. hasn't travelled throughout the yeah. continent to get yeah. here. <laughs> and it's quite clean also. Go, coming back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you store all your work here? Yes. You don't have a separate place? No, I don't have a separate place, yeah. I mean, there is space here to, to do that. Yeah, some, but yeah, it's... Yeah, you manage to do it somehow, but I have to also think what I stories and how I work and like photos. I, mean, I only do the paper prints anymore because it's like I can't put them anywhere. Yeah, you don't seem to have many sculptures here. No. But then again, we established that you have done so many different things. Yeah, I get really bored if I have to. It's like, oh, I want something new or something. I understand also people who do that because it's like this kind of mm, very delicate way of maybe moving to somewhere or sometimes. Mm. Well, I guess yeah. it depends on the yeah. character. Yeah, personality. Yeah, I'm too curious and mm. too impatient to do that also. Do you go to exhibitions? Yes. Yeah. What are some of your favorite places to, to see exhibitions? Favorite places to see exhibitions? Maybe in, if you were talking about Helsinki. So, photo box. I like the space, it's nice. Mm. Sculptor and... Uh, no, I, I don't want to name it actually. It's difficult. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah. of course, the it's, yeah. you might forget something, it doesn't yeah. mean and that you don't like, like it. And it's, it's not fair for the, say, I say this place and this place, because it depends. But I go quite widely in different places in Helsinki. Hmm. Do you prefer to go to galleries or to museums? Yeah, I like to go to galleries, but, uh, and why I like to go there is... Uh, it can be more surprising, the work what you see in calories, mm. somehow. Of course, I like to go to museums also. What are some artists that you are inspired by or 
whose work you like. They don't have to be local artists. They can be. Mm. They don't have to be alive. <laughs> they don't have to be alive. Paul Coquin, I used to like a lot, a painter, and uh, Marina Abramovic is one of those characters who has affected me, affected me a lot. But um, Richard Long, it mm. depends also where you are and. Joseph Boys I like a lot, and also Sai Wompli. I like Yoko Ono's thinking. On the website of the podcast, I have a page for these recommendations that people give for artists. Okay. So I'm going to put them there, the names. Okay, wow. <laughs> All right, okay. But you can see also what other people said. Yeah. I think it's uh, interesting to... Yeah. It's a list of... List of some, yeah, of people who have inspired other people. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's interesting to, yeah, to ask people about these things. So you you said you like to go to nature and and yeah, kind of get there, most of the, your inspiration. Mm. Are there other places? For that. I like to go. Well, you like to go, or, or it doesn't even have to be physical places or what. Mm. Are there other? Other things you do that are helping you to to do your work in a more motivated way? Mm. Yoga. Mm. Yoga is definitely that kind of thing and also silence and meditation. Dancing. Dancing in the silence? Mm, could be. <laughs> but dancing also is like some because it's, it gives you energy and movement and there are different ways for different moods. I like reading a lot. It affects me a lot also. Maybe more, I think I've been affected by the books more than fine art actually with my work somehow. Then you should share some books that yeah. affected you. What are some books that are Worth reading. Uh, Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, what are you reading at the moment? What I'm reading at the moment, uh, I'm reading this. Uh, I don't know what is in uh, English. The title is this German. I don't even remember his name, but uh, it's about Hannah Arendt, uh, Simon Beauvoir, and uh, Simone Weil, and who else? Arun, uh, Somebody else, I don't remember the name. It's about wartime and about their philosophy and female thinking. So, and then I read some uh, Peter Hoek. Something is. I often have quite many books open at the same times, but some books are you just have to read them so quickly you can't get them or put them out of your hands. It's just yeah. Yeah. Do you reread the book? Yes, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have a different understanding and yeah, with the poetry also I noticed when I read something when I was young and when I, I've been reading it again, it's like, uh, it's always different because your thinking is moving and changing. So about the book still, you just told me something that was very interesting to me, okay. how <laughs> you sold your books, yeah. all of your books. Yeah, two times in my life. First. Twice. Yeah, first, yeah, and I always, because I, I have always loved books so much, much, 
so I thought I never could depart from those books. But when I was in Lahti and studied, I needed to buy the. I was in love, so I needed to buy the ticket to other country. So I didn't have money, and then I sold all my books. Oh and my god! Yeah, but it was actually so nice because like wow I can get rid of these and it's, it doesn't affect me it was so uh, kind of uh, how you put it liberating yeah liberating very liberating yeah liberating is the right word actually yeah and then other other time I did it again for the same reason or a different reason <laughs> actually for the same reason <laughs> it's dangerous <laughs> Yeah. Loves making us do Stupid very things. interesting yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, interesting things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But it was liberating, but there are a lot of books again. So yeah. now is the time for a new love or something? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I know that getting rid of stuff is feels good. It feels so good, yeah. You have a lot of paper rolls. Yep. What kind of paper do you use? Some of the papers are for the performance, because I've been doing performance with the paper, because I like the sound, mm. what it uh, gives. And uh, and one, one performance I did with Minja Mertanen, we made the mountains from those, this thin paper. But I use different types of paper for the painting also, I try to test. And how did you end up in the ink and watercolor? When I started, I worked a lot with the ink and I did this uh, croquis drawing. When the model takes these positions and you do yeah, it live, very live drawing, live on, drawing on a model. with model, but very quick ones. Yeah. I don't do know what it's called in English. We call it croquis. I think it's written croquis in yeah. English as well. Okay, but could be, yeah. So, not entirely sure. yeah. And it's, uh, it's so simple material mm. and also I like because it's so cruel. Cruel? At the, so at the same time because you can't, you can't change it. What you do, it, you do it. Yeah. Or everything. It shows everything. So. During my bachelor degree I took one course. I was on an exchange. Yeah. And they had this course, drawing of movement. So that was, I guess, Yeah. pretty much that. Yeah. It was so nice, I loved that yeah. course. But I was using pencils there and and, okay. and graphite sticks somehow, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even think about ink. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like ink. Hmm. So much somehow. Do you do figurative drawings or are they more abstract? More abstract at the moment. I used to do figurative, but it's a long time ago, so... I'm very curious about the combination of hair and orthodox icons. <laughs> okay. Really, what is that? <laughs> uh, it's like, I started painting these icons a couple of years ago. It's like, yeah. Uh, so, these how are did my you, first ones. How did so. you go to... Orthodox icons, they're very, uh, there's so many rules about how you should yeah. be doing them. 
Yeah, I thought I never could do it, but I, I, when I was a child, I saw this uh, film, what is called, this uh, Tarkovsky's film about this uh, monk, you know, this uh, Andrei Rublev. Mm. So, and then I thought, I don't know why I thought, because it's quite a cruel film, I thought, I want to paint icons, and a couple of years ago I started that, but uh, that's the main thing, or the main reason somehow why I'm doing it. My uncle was Orthodox also, so I got a kind of connection. Mm. Yeah, but it's also kind of meditative work, I like it, so. It's very slow as well. Very slow, yeah. But I'm learning. Are you following the canon there? Or are you? Yeah. 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 But the hair? Or is it just a coincidence that they are uh, together with the hair? Mm, it's a kind of coincidence, I just put it there because, yeah, but I've been working with hair. It was when I was, um, I will try to think, maybe 25, 26 years ago or so, something like that. There was, I was a bit ill and uh, my hair was falling off oh. and well, it's a bit later, maybe 30 years ago. Anyway, my, my hair was falling off and then I thought, oh, okay, maybe I could get save my hair and uh, I did it so it was kind of a difficult situation and I was very afraid of saving my hair because since I was kid I had had a long hair so it was like a big change for me but it was also so liberating and uh, um, the feeling of my body and uh, kinesthetics and everything moved so much uh, or changed, I said, move, maybe movement is not, the, but it's changed so much, it was so mm. nice experience and also there were some kind of quite nice uh, things how people started reacting me because when I was bold you get all kind of comments and uh, about your sexuality, about your religion and about your ill or maybe you are ill or things kind of things like that. So that time I didn't do any work, but I saved the hair. I put it in an envelope and uh, I have saved my hair quite a many times after that. And sometimes for the sculpture, and I, this is from one performance where I, uh, people did cut my hair. So I have saved all these hairs during these years when I have Mm. Saved all of it out. It's like not like little bits, but when it's when all yeah. is gone. So they were in a one exhibition and uh, also with these photos with here and these issues about. Are you connecting them with uh, some? Because I know that there are people who work with hair and they connect that mm. to femininity because it's yes. especially important for women usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there are many different connections. They are connected to religion and they are connect, connected to shame and punishment. And mm. it's a, quite many levels about here. Yeah. So, but, it's, but this is kind of accident, but I like this accident somehow. So, I mean, many things uh, get discovered. To yeah. an accident. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, by mistake. It's often you say, oh, this is horrible. Oh, this... I really destroyed this. But when you give some time, maybe you can find something through that. So, yeah. 
And then on the other side, there are these old-timey tools for... Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't recognize all of them, honestly. Mm. <laughs> but I know that those in the bottom are uh, for weaving. Yeah, they are for that, yeah. Have you done weaving? I have, actually. <laughs> for this long time ago. Because I went to this school when I was young, so... Ah, they also taught you that? Yeah. So... But this really, really long time ago. But I think they are so beautiful and somebody has made them. It's like I don't use them any for anything. Or, but They look like boats a little bit. Yeah, and they are like small sculptures. So I just wanted to display them there. So no, They were not part of any art project? Mm. Or just a collection? It's just a collection, but you never know. Because it's like when you pick up things, it mm. may come. But it's often like I just pick up something and just to remember and then I just put it there and I don't think about it. It's like there is no order and it's like I'm pretty... Like I don't display them so nicely or thinking like, oh, this would be there or... Mm. They're not really installations, like something like... I just let it yeah. stay there, so... And there's a collection of feathers as well. Yeah, those I've been collecting always, so... Since I was a kid. I have used them sometime, but I used uh, I have used them with a painting, mm. but that's also a long time ago. Feathers and ink, yeah, they do mm. go together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds very hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? For me, somehow, I don't know why. Oh, I I, yeah. I connected with like uh, 18th century somebody writing oh, a letter. Okay, that way, yeah, with of course, that, or something like that. And those are prawns, which are next to the feathers. What are those? They are just sculptures. I like the shape. They've never been exhibited anyway, but I'm thinking about how to display them. And you have a turtle collection as well. Yeah, they are bronze also. So you have been uh, doing some bronze casting? Yeah, I did. This is, I actually, this is something what I did in Watadi Academy. We had this uh, course, so I did those. It's actually a copy of children's toy, because oh. I thought I wanted to make something that is simple and yeah. And in the bottom, I think they say made in China. But they were not made in China. No, they were not made in China. So you're gonna deceive the future generations? Yeah. <laughs> do you use sketchbooks? For yes, I do. A lot, actually. My sketchbooks are like this. Verbal sketching? Very much verbal. I don't draw so much. Sometimes I draw. But this is from uh, when I started study at Lahti. This is from 80s, actually. 87 or something like this or <laughs> I don't know why I have kept them some of them I have kept but oh but that's wonderful yeah 